You're listening to Somebody Had to Say It with Shar and Ashley, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics that are on your mind yet you might be afraid to speak on. New episodes air every Thursday. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Shara. What's going on? Nothing much. Um, just, you know, working and working out and like getting closer to my wedding and it's just wild. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> no, I feel you. Um, yeah, getting ready for your wedding. And then I guess just getting my whole life together, trying to prepare for this baby and working like crazy. So it's just a lot. I mean, this, I don't know, just being a mom, working, being a wife, it's a lot of work. So that's what I do all day. I just feel like it's a whirlwind. Like, I don't even know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. Every day feels like a Monday. <laughs> um, oh, my God. It's crazy. It's like Groundhog's Day. Like the day keeps starting all over and over again. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, otherwise I've been okay. I can't really complain much. Did you watch the Grammys? I did. You know what? It was just kind of like um, on and I ended up watching it because I liked a lot of the performances. Um, the Grammys were very black heavy this year. And I like yeah. when they're like that. I feel like every few years they do it like that. And um there were some some decent performances. I liked uh, the little baby one, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamika Mowry was in it, um, giving part of her speech that she gave after um, uh, George. What? Why can't I think of his name? Oh my god, George Floyd. George Floyd. I don't know why I want to say George Ferguson, but I'm like that's not right. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> she gave part of her speech that she gave um, after the rallies surrounding his death. And, you know, Megan and Cardi and all that good stuff. So it was entertaining. I mean, I was entertained by it. People, you well, know. apparently the world wasn't. This was the worst rated <laughs> Grammys in the entire ever of the Grammys. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I was normally just like, like 60 million people tune in. Only 7 million tuned in. Like, don't join. Don't don't quote me. But it was a very jarring number. So whatever the number was, it was one digit. <laughs> mm. But I mean, honestly, I don't blame them because not for nothing, like who watches live TV? One. Two, all the highlights, highlights be on the shade room or all these apps and like you just go on YouTube, watch the performance. Like, why am I going to sit through oh, an award show anymore when everything could just be summed up in 20 minutes? It's so true. I think, you know, Trevor Noah did his job to kind of push it along, but these are all people that we've seen perform time and time again. I mean, Megan performed for a Rihanna fashion show and she performed for another couple of these award shows. So we kind of know what she's going to do. Cardi performs all over. So, I mean, there's nothing unique about it. And like you said, you can just go on YouTube. That's so true. That's a good (laughs) point. Like back in the day, like when we used to watch the Grammys, it was like, Oh, JLo's performing or Mariah's performing or, you know, Britney Spears is going to have this like, groundbreaking performance now it's just like okay like you know what I mean like nothing's really surprising anymore I don't know but that's Mm -hmm. the age of social media like nothing lasts for more than 10 seconds like we're already on to the next thing so I honestly think they should get rid of award shows and just do something different but that's just me Yeah, me too. I just I would rather see like uh, digital performances. They just release the day of and tell us who the winners are because I don't really care for their speeches either. Me neither. So and honestly, they can give their speeches from home. Like it just doesn't need to be such a big production. I think the biggest thing is the fashion and 
even then it's just lackluster. So needless to say, it wasn't really turning any pages for the Grammy. So I wasn't getting, I honestly went to sleep and watched, the, watched all the clips the next day. Um, yeah. So that's, that's really what happened yeah. with that. Yeah, nobody. I think I'm the only person that I know that actually sat there and watched it. And that was only because I don't watch um, Real Housewives anymore. And 90 Day Fiance was dry. So I literally do not watch anything live. Like the only show that I've been watching live is Married Married at First Sight. And we're recording right now during Married at First Sight. So I'm recording it. But that was that's like my jam right now. So I've been watching that live. But other than that, if it ain't, I just I can't sit, sit through commercials. I need like. I can't. So that's that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Uh, this week, we want to discuss the horrible, um, you know, mass shooting that just happened in Atlanta, where eight Asian women were killed and two others were murdered by a white terrorist. Um, and, you know, we're going to, this episode is definitely going to be big because it's just so disheartening and it's something that's been heavy on our minds prior to this like you know trend of Asian hate and just seeing that last night happen is just it was just shocking I feel like for a second it took a second it took a minute for me to register what what was happening in the news like at first Mm -hmm. I didn't and not that I didn't think anything of it but it wasn't like surprising like I had a delayed reaction and honestly this happened to me with George Floyd I'm a very, like, it takes a second for things to hit me. Like, I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. It's like, you read it. I'm like, okay. But then I wasn't like, I, it took me until the next morning to be like, wait, this is what happened. And same thing that happened with George Floyd. Like, I didn't, I don't watch these videos. I don't watch the news as much anymore because it's so upsetting. So I just see the highlights on my phone and I kind of just scrolled past it and went to bed. But then this morning, I just really sat and, like, divulged into the news and just was devastating reading this story. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like, too, it wasn't just um, you that didn't really sink in right away. I feel like the news was kind of camouflaging the fact that this was a hate crime. Because I saw multiple clips where they were showing him, they showed, you know, what he did, the the murders and all. But they didn't really, they've said it, like, we don't know the cause. We don't know why this happened. But in actuality, they did know why it happened. And they knew that the majority of women that were killed were Asian American women. So they were trying to like um, diffuse the situation being like, oh yes, it was terrible. It was a shooting spree. It was a murder. But they didn't really talk about the fact that he was targeting Asian women. Yeah, and I think also too, it's like, I think they were trying, like you said, they were trying to diffuse the situation or kind of, you know, I, I don't know how the media really works. In my head, I don't think that they're trying to ever diffuse anything because they throw out these captions sometimes that clearly no one's thinking about but i do think that they were very careful with this one about how they explained it um and i also think too it it did take a couple of a good amount of hours like he wasn't arrested right away so Mm -hmm. i think they were trying not to scare people but when you first heard like mass shooting at spas that's what i saw at first at night that's why i didn't again a mass shooting is horrible but unfortunately as americans we're used to them so anytime you see a mass shooting, it's not jumping for surprise anymore. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I hate to say it, like, it's not something that you turn your head for that quickly anymore because you hear it so often. 
So I just was like, oh, God, another shooting. And then, of course, you know, you're like, it's the South. Not surprised. So that's why at yeah. first I didn't think about it. But then when it, the story started coming in, I was like, wait, this was only Asian spas. Like, he killed Asian women. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, this has escalated so bad. And, you know, obviously we all know who our previous president was who kind of perpetuated this rhetoric of Asian virus or the Chinese virus and now hate crimes in the U.S. against Asians are gone up and I think that this is related I don't give a crap what they say on the news saying that it was because he had a sex addiction and he was trying to eliminate the source regardless it was racially motivated regardless if it was sex or not he chose to go to massage parlors and kill Asian people yeah yeah, so, I agree. I mean, they're just try- they'll give any excuse except for the fact that it's a hate crime and I just don't understand for a nation built on racism why right, we're so-, so afraid to say that things are racist. Ra- racist things are happening here and it's just a slap in the face for the Asian community who is constantly, you know, saying that this hate is targeted towards us. Like you've seen the videos, you've seen what people do, you've seen the little like covert like laughs and glances and people outright saying it to their face like um kung fu flu and stuff yeah, like that spray painting so, their businesses yeah yeah <laughs> this is a hate crime like this is very much a problem like you said that started with trump and is now being perpetuated through his supporters and people who really feel like everything that's happening to them throughout this pandemic is the fault of asian americans and it's, it's just he that <laughs> Uh, it's the it's fault just, of Trump. Not. Like you know, we could go into that, but he did not handle this well. If maybe if we had a better president, less than all these millions of people with not millions, but you know, over five hundred thousand people have died in the United States. Like I think a lot mm-hmm. of that blood is on his hands, and he's a great speaker and diffuser and a good person that points blame. And his supporters are blindly following him, and it's disgusting. Their hate for people of color is disgusting. And again, like. I'm a black woman. How could I not feel for other minority groups that are being targeted when every second of our lives were targeted, right? So mm-hmm. I feel for these um, Asian Americans and not to say you see how we feel, but like with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, which has been diffused in my idea, in my opinion, Black History Month was not, I think was a big like spectacle in a sense. Like there weren't really real things that were happening in the United States to really hold on to the true values of Black History Month and Black Lives Matter and kind of continue that message. I think that as Asians, like, you see how we feel as Black people in this country. It's like, you feel helpless. Like, yeah, it's really sad. Like, and I don't want, I'm not saying it's like, I want people to feel this way, but it's a hopeless situation. And I say this to my husband all the time. I'm not, I'm not a hopeless optimistic about the situation. Like you said, this country has been, was grown on racism. And and another point is, is that this guy was 21, right? So wow. I was saying to myself, the thing about racism in America is that it would be one thing if it was all these old people. You're like, oh, he was 80 or 70, some old guy from the South. These are young people that are still angry and racist. So they're being taught this or like, who is pushing this narrative to these young people? These aren't millennials. What's this, Gen Z? Yeah, this is Gen Z now. Like who, who? Like you think that oh, racism is no longer an issue in America. Clearly, it is because these are youth. 
that are following out these horrible crimes. Yep. So and it, I really yeah, it's it's youth and I think it's just poverty. It's people that are crying out just like Trump's base and we talked about it multiple times in the podcast. So I don't really want to get into it again, but it's just a base of people who are in poverty, who are white and who are holding on to their whiteness as the only thing, their only form of currency, somebody tweeted. And I thought it was like a perfect tweet. Mm-hmm. Their only form of currency at this point is their skin color because they can't afford the colleges. They can't even afford the training programs. They can't afford to go into a trade school. They are literally the group of people that have been forgotten and all they have is their skin and their white privilege. And they felt like somebody was finally going to do something for them. And four years have come and gone and he has done nothing for them. And now they're just angry because they put their trust in somebody who I guess a lot of them still believe in, but at the end of the day, don't have anything to show for it. No, I agree. I agree. And that's a perfect point. Like the currency of white skin is the value is diminishing. it, It doesn't, it's not worth anything anymore. You have to work. You have to have some type of other type of value than just being a white man. You're not just going to get ahead anymore for that. And I feel like a lot of these these supremacists and these racists feel extremely threatened, especially, you know, by people of color because they don't think we deserve it because they're of a different color. Um, they feel like mm-hmm. we're stealing it from them. And it's just, it's really sad. And um, someone actually tried to argue with me on my Facebook. And for our listeners, like, I will get... I will go off. Like, I'm one of those people. Don't come for me on my social media page. Don't come for me because I'm always going to finish it and you're going to get blocked. I've been in Facebook jail. I've been in Twitter jail. I've been in Instagram jail. I don't care. (laughs) Like, I am the one. I don't care. Like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to get blocked for two weeks and I'll come back. So anyway, my point is, I'm like, I swear, Char, like, today is everything. I mean, it's true, but listen, listen, I, I a thousand percent respect that, but you know what? I've just gotten to the point now where I just block because I just feel like I don't want to waste my good arguments on deaf ears. These people want to believe you know, what they want to believe at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and get my pressure up because of the hate that you have in your heart. At the end of the day, I'm going to hit that block. No, you're right. And then you can go like... <laughs> no, you're 100% right. I've gotten a lot better. Like, I would say that today I handled myself well. And even Phil was like, oh, wow, you didn't like go off too much. Like, he was very surprised. <laughs> like, I had one comment. Like, I, you don't even know. During like, oh my gosh, during the pandemic, I was going crazy. I was like, I got, I was getting sick from these people. But so I've started protecting my own inner peace <laughs> by not going crazy. Yeah. But anyway, this girl, mm-hmm. I don't even know how these people get on my Facebook. She goes, it wasn't racially mo- motivated because he said it wasn't racially mo- motivated. I was like, oh my God. I was like, he said, so she's like, he said it wasn't racism. So he is not racism. And you're just making up a story. That's what she said to me. I was like, oh, I was like first of all, like, this is why people react the way they do to people like you because you literally could be smacked in the face with the truth and you decide to see something else yeah just because he said it wasn't he's not racist Uh, the kkk man could say he's not racist he's still wearing a hood he racist 
Right. Like it, it, and, and I mean, the proof's in the pudding of the victims. Were Asian. The majority of them were Asian American sex workers. Or I don't want to say, I don't know if they were all sex workers. Let me go back. Yeah, no. Asian American women who worked at establishments where it's rumored to have been, you know, sex work or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, a sex addiction may have played into part of the motive, but I never heard that it can't be a hate crime because there was multiple motives. I never heard that. Me neither. <laughs> That's so true. And my and it makes a good point. You in Atlanta, the the place and land of the strip clubs. You ain't hit one strip club. You went to specific Asian based right. massage parlors. Mm-hmm. You could have went to a regular yep. strip club and shot up at it all types of women if that was the case. And then this would have been a gender. It would have still been a hate crime. Yeah, because it would have been gender biased. Isn't that a hate crime too? Yeah, it would have been against. Yeah, that's a hate crime too. Anything against a minority group and women are still the minority. It classified as a minority. So, girl, yeah, like I was just like this girl was like she was really trying to argue with me. So honestly, I blocked her. It is what it is. But the point is, it's just like wow, like the things that people even say to themselves. I'm like, how are you even defending a mass murderer? This is what you're doing. This is what you need to do right now. I can't. I swear, like, some people are just so pressed to not make it about race. And that's why I just don't, we need to accept as a nation, every single one of us, this is a nation built on racism. It's ingrained in every single thing that you do. So when things happen like this, you'd be hard pressed to find one that's not rooted in a hate crime. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's usually people that are like mentally ill who are there like, you know, fighting, just, you know, shooting all over the streets in whatever crazy patterns like that's probably not but mostly everything else is no i know (laughs) everything has no you're right i mean and and again unfortunately due to the uptick in asian american hate crimes this just screamed it i don't care what they say and they know the fbi is still investigating to see if this was racially motivated i just feel like that's even a smack in the face to the asian community don't try to sugar and again same thing with black black people getting murdered in the streets that's what I was going to say. Same. It's the same thing they do to us. They do the same <laughs> thing to us. They'll kill us right on TV and say it was an accident or say it was justified and your hands are up. How many cops have not been convicted of murder, murdering of black youth, black people, black men that we have on video doing the wrong thing and they still say it's not enough evidence or it's still justifiable? So I hate to... Again- <clears throat> And like I can't like this has been going on since when the Chinese New Year it's really been an uptick in um violence against Asian Americans and what have the police done like this is the thing they want to come around after a shooting they want to come around after something major like this happens you know what's going on in these Asian communities most communities especially big cities have a Chinatown Mm -hmm. and you need to be in there reinforcing what's going on it needs to have a bigger police presence so these people know they're not just going to come in here and shoot up a restaurant or whatever start beating up old People on the street this is what we pay taxes for like this is the protection we deserve as americans get out there and enforce the police presence in chinatown all the people are in the same area koreatowns chinatowns they make their own little communities and as part of the bigger community you know where it's happening at no, you're right and now they're talking about you know there's going to be a stronger police presence in these areas i'm like too little too late eight women and you know ten people <laughs> What? I can't. 
like you knew you knew and now it's going to be a stronger police presence but you've known for the last two and a half months not even two and a half months sorry this has been going on way before chinese new year all this stuff like for a full for since the virus started so it's been a whole year things really started taking a turn like maybe last summer but then it was blanketed by black lives matter so people weren't focused but they've been punching and fighting and spray painted Chinese restaurants and all this stuff since the summer. It's just, that's not true. It's terrible. And with people coming back outside, I think that's kind of what kind of brought it back to my mind because people have been indoors in the summertime, you know, everybody was out, but since it's been colder, everybody's been back indoors. And then, you know, you're going to come out and celebrate your new year regardless. And then it started to just get real wild again. Like, they they have all the tools to protect people and it's just not a priority and that's the part that makes me angry i agree and i think that it's an afterthought because of the color of their skin the color of our skin it's not something at the top of anybody's ticket when it has to do with colored people they'll handle it after the fact like they continue to do and i you know i don't want to talk about black people so much right now cuz it's not our moment right at this moment is not about us but the reason why i keep bringing it up is that there's so many similarities in both it's like everybody's like stop the asian hate stop this but what are you actually gonna do because i'm tired of this just posting on social media like the post okay i understand amplifying the message on social media is doing something but it's the same people i'm not following white supremacists and white people white supremacists aren't really following me so my message of stop anti-asian hate it's not really getting to anyone but the people that are posting stop Asian hate. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. No, like, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, yep, are, you're right. It only shows like solidarity, but that's it. Yeah. So, like, I'm, you know, I'm not Beyonce bring, posting this. So, that's different. Celebrities, yes. But my point is, like, what is being done? Are we, be, are we getting more Asian Americans in er- areas of power? Again, political power. Like, same thing we were talking about having black yep. faces in Congress on, in, on the Senate floor. Like house floor, I mean, like it, it's just it's important to think of outside of social media, just posting. Like, what are we actually doing? When you see an Asian person on the street, make them feel comfortable that you got their back too. Same way as if when black people were getting pulled over, other white people and other races were stopping taking pictures and recording. That's what we need to do for them. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, if anything, this has shown that minority groups can come together and that we're a stronger force together. I love as much as I hate the fact that they have to get out there and march. I love to see black people out there, Spanish people out there, you know, with their signs, stop Asian hate, because at the end of the day, there was a lot of um, Asian people during the Black Lives Matter movements, particularly in Koreatown and stuff like that, where, you know, we don't have the best history historically um, with Black people and Asian people and Asian businesses and Black cities and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, we're all minorities and we're coming together for a cause. Yeah, because if they're treating us like this, guess what? You're next. And you and you were next. You are next. Like, even in a pandemic, Black people getting killed. And even in a pandemic, they can blame somebody else when the science and the facts are not saying that this is caused by Asian people. Like they don't, it, it's just sad. So I do, I agree with you. I hope that more people band together and the more minorities that band together, the stronger we will be. We have to support each other's causes. 
because this is not a game. This is literally life or death. And it's mm-hmm. sad. Like, I'm just so tired of talking about race. I'm so tired of the discrimination in so many different ways. And like, I, and I also posted it too, like, you know, COVID trends are declining or going on. They're not declining. Actually, they're going, they're plateauing. But, you know, the fact that it's getting warmer out <laughs> is now mass shootings are going to go back up. Like, America is such a joke yeah it's yeah i mean that's the thing it's like as people come out because the weather's getting better people are protesting and i also think like you were saying you know having asian people be in positions of power not just in their own businesses and own communities but just on the world stage and then for people to understand that these charges are going to stick i need the justice system to see this case through it's important that he is made an example of and that he goes to prison for life um you know without the possibility of parole People cannot think that this is going to happen to them as a young person in their early 20s and then be out by their 50s. Nah, you're never getting out. No, he needs to die. (laughs) He needs a death penalty. And he's in Georgia, so they are a death penalty state. So, like, nah. like, And honestly, they said that he was driving to Florida to possibly continue out his his shooting spree. I don't care. Sex edition or not, you're a mass. And then when people like that get off, what is that? This is what I keep saying. Every time they did like down charges or they don't bring up charges on certain people or whatever the case may be, this is opportunity for the next person to say, this is less than human. So when we kill people of this race, we will get away with it. Oh, you're right. A hundred percent. Like, what are you telling other, what are you telling other white terrorists, domestic terrorists that are running around full of hate and rage that they could take their anger out on the Asian community and absolutely nothing will happen to them? He has been charged for murder, but what I'm saying is it better go through. I think it will because there's like no shadow of a doubt that he did it. But I do think that like, you know, what, like, I get what you're saying. It's like, I just think that even this is bigger than that. Trump should have been impeached because yeah. this is his fault. He also, it was his fault of inciting a riot at the Capitol building. He should have been impeached and he should have been used as an example because yeah. this is yeah. showing his supporters that even our justice system doesn't even think he's doing anything wrong. That's why mm-hmm. they are so emboldened by him because if he was impeached, even though they would have still said, like, oh, he's wrong, it still would have shown that the justice system is against him. Yeah, is, that's a great point. Is- I mean, he feels untouchable and his followers and it's just the rhetoric. I would love to kind of get behind the scenes of the email chains and the stuff that he's still sending them because he is still empowering them. He's still sending out messages to them. And it's become like a little cult now of people that are still so hardcore for him. And his impeachment would have been a perfect example. And I a thousand percent agree with you. The fact that he didn't get impeached was also an example of the fact that he not that he know he just can't be touched. You know, he's a white man with money and he just cannot be touched. And these other people are like, well, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. I'm going to go out and have my crime spree. At the end of the day, I'm a white male and that should be enough. Like, this is just ridiculous. (laughs) But that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, screw making an example of this 21 year old. He's going to jail, jail. 
But Trump is the ultimate person that should have been used as an example to show that this country will not stand by white terrorism. But you know what? Again, I'm never surprised by our justice system. This country was made on the backs and tears and blood of colored people. And they will never, ever admit it. And every time they have a chance to to redeem themselves, they show their true colors. And that's why I'm so negative about this. Like, I personally don't see any end in sight. I'm going to keep my little self in my blue state, stay in our little diverse town and pray for the best. Because even here, something can happen. We know how it feels to be a people and feel attacked all the time and hopeless and scared for your children and scared to go to work and scared to leave your house. So I don't know. Just pray for everybody like that. There's some solace that or some justice that comes and that's, you know, things start to I don't know. I don't know how things and when they're going to start to get better. Apparently, um, Biden is supposed to do a speech tomorrow, which would be Thursday about it. Or okay. I think there was something. I I did hear he I did I did see him post that he's gonna be speaking about it. I didn't see which day. Yeah, um, it was already scheduled prior to this happening because again of the uptick. So it's kind of like ironic that this happened and it's kind of right in time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I'm interested to see what he says, and I want to know what they're really doing. Again, like I'm so happy Biden's president over Trump, but I would really like to know what he's doing. Because I don't know what can be done. I don't know. Like something, something needs to be right. done. I'm not. I'm not the policymakers. Like someone needs to figure it out. I agree. I'm definitely going to be tuning in, and I I agree with that point too. I would like to see what they're going to do. And this is not our jobs. This is somebody's job to sit here and work. You know, race relations and stuff like that. There has to be something that we can do to reach out to these people who were so fired up by Trump and now don't know what to do with the anger and they feel like it's a stolen election and all this stuff. And as much as we don't want to deal with it, these people are still Americans. They're still here. They're still causing havoc. So yeah, like we need to do something about this group and about this violence. No, I feel you. I feel you. And I, you know, normally we do a social injustice moment, but obviously this whole entire episode was a social injustice moment. So um, there's definitely multiple organizations to donate to, but specifically Stop AAPI Hate is a really great organization that you can donate to, to put funds towards these communities and I think also help rally for more Asian Americans in political places of power or roles of power. Um, we'll put the link, obviously, like we always do in our bio. But um, yeah, stop AAPI hate. Um, and I was yesterday's year old when I re- realized what AAPI stood for, which is Asian American Pacific <laughs> Islander. Um, <laughs> so I did not know what that stood for. And so literally yesterday, because I was watching the immense show, Shara and I was like oh I didn't know what the initials were obviously I knew what an an Asian American Pacific Islander was but I just didn't know that there was an abbreviation so long story short do your research and learn about other cultures because it's important (laughs) yep yeah thank you for listening to somebody had to say it with Shara and Ashley Please subscribe to us and leave us a review. New episodes air every Thursday.